to another episode of the Destination Devi Waiver Wire Show, set to drop on your podcast feeds every Tuesday morning. I'm your host, Ike. You can follow me on Twitter at just underscore Ico9. And I'm joined by my regular co-host of the Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast, Eugene. You can follow him at Fantasy Jeans, that's G-E-N-E-S. And I'm also joined by one half of the America's Game Pod, Eric Vanek. You can follow him on Twitter at Eric Vanek NFL. Fellas, week two is almost in the books. We do have a game going on right now, Buffalo, Tennessee. And then we have uh, the, the Eagles versus Vikings uh, later on tonight. So, fellas, like, what what the hell? We saw a lot of crazy shit happening uh, this week, <laughs> week two. It was a crazy week of football, man. But, I mean, it wouldn't be a, a, a Sunday without a bunch of craziness like the like Eric Brown's blowing a 13-point lead in a minute, 30 seconds. Um, you know, the, <laughs> the the Ravens blowing a blowing a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter to the – to the Dolphins, uh, and then we saw Kyler, you know, run, run his magic. I think they were down what 15, 15 in the fourth quarter, and you saw down them come 15. back and beat them, beat them in overtime. So, um, you know, a lot of lot of craziness, a lot of weird things happening in terms of how people were used. But it's the NFL, man. Yeah. Speaking of weird things uh, or weird ways people are used, uh, Arthur Arthur Smith after the game talking about Kyle Pitts' lack of targets, talking about it's not fantasy football. We're just trying to win games. <coughs> Excuse me, sir. You guys are 0-2, <laughs> and your best player has four catches and 38 yards in, in, through two games. <laughs> but you're trying to win games. <laughs> Get the entire fuck out of here. <laughs> he's also, he's also going to be uh, got to be the, one of the favorites to be uh, fired midseason as well. <laughs> yeah, him. It, it'd be him and Frank Reich, I, I believe. They're, they're, uh, Matt Rule, Matt, Matt Rule, and Matt Rule. Smith are my leading candidates. Yeah, those guys. They 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 just they're in they're in over their heads. They're in over their heads right now. So, um, but at the end of the day, I think we're, we 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 saw a lot of craziness, and we're going to continue to see a lot of suboptimal decision making with a lot of these coaching staffs in the coming weeks. You know, because think when when things are. You know, when teams are 0-2, yeah, the panic button is going to start getting pressed real quick. Real quick. But just real quick, uh, just, to, just to run down the show, uh, we're going to get into some injuries from week two. We we had a, quite a few of them, quite a few of injuries week on, in week two and the fantasy implications. And then also uh, after that, we're, we're going to go into our wafer-wire targets, uh, you know, quarterback and running back, a wide receiver and a tight end, you know, one, one in redraft and one in dynasty. Um, if we show, if we so choose. So with that said, I'll go ahead and get it kicked off with the injuries. Some of the injuries that we saw, the, one of the biggest ones is Trey Lance, 49ers quarterback out for the season with a broken ankle. Uh, he ran a, a quarterback draw or a quarterback dive or a quarterback power, got tackled awkwardly, and you know he's he's out for the season, ankle dislocation. What are your what are your thoughts on that one? Um, you know, it's football, man. It happens. I know in terms of uh, dynasty value, I know. Uh, in the Discord, in Ray's Discord, we've been discussing about in terms of value-wise, where we see them at, what would you trade them for? So it'll be interesting when you start seeing those those type of trade offers going out to your owners, what 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 the actual worth is. Because, I mean, you got to think about that he's going to be going on three years after he recovers from this, from playing actual football. So it's uh, it's scary. It's scary hours for, for Trey Lance. But we do know he's going to be the starter next year because Jimmy's on the last year of his of his deal. So uh it sucks to see him, you know, dislocate his ankle 
uh, the same way that Dak did. So it sucks. Yeah. I think with Lance, I mean, me and my uh, podcast partner, Scott Connor, talked about it. And with Trey Lance, I think I'm go ahead and just trade him any 2023 or 2024 first. I'll just get out on him and sell him. He's going to obviously he needed all this time to play this year and he's not going to get it. So he's going to probably struggle again next year. He's probably going to be hesitant to run just like Dak was last year after the same injury. And I think Lance is going to be the same way. So he loses a lot of his fantasy value just based off of that. So I'm just going to get out on Trey Lance if I can in my leagues, you know, in 14 team leagues or more, it's probably a little harder since the, you know, quarterback is so scarce to do that. But in your 12 team leagues, I think you can go ahead and get rid of Lance for like a first round pick. Mm, bailing on Trey Lance in dynasty. Wow. Never thought I'd see that. Never thought I'd see the day, but here we are. Here we are. You know, this is a guy that hasn't thrown that many passes since high school. I think I, I remember hearing a stat where he threw maybe, maybe 400 passes or something. Along the line, along those lines, since since high school, which is crazy, to, which is crazy. So yeah, I, his value is definitely plummeting. So we'll see. And who knows? Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo leads San Francisco to another deep playoff run, and maybe they decide to keep him again. Who knows? Hmm. <laughs> and that so that's going to be another offseason storyline as well. But just continuing on with some of the injuries, we saw James Conner for the Cardinals lead with an ankle injury. James Conner hurt. That, you know what else is new, right? Water's water's wet. Wa- water's wet. And we'll get some. We'll get to some of those uh, fantasy implications later in here in a, here in a little bit. And then we got Jerry Judy who left with a shoulder injury. It looked like a shoulder injury, you know, during the game, but then they later came out and said it was a rib injury. They said he's day to day, so we'll see what you know what his practice participation is like and how he's uh, how he prepares for the game uh, this this Sunday. Uh, Devin Duvernay for the Ravens left with a concussion. He did. He did get that score and kicked off with that 103-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. So he had. He he's 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 made pretty a pretty sizable impact. He did add another two catches, another 42 yards. But we'll see what happens with his concussion and if he clears all the necessary hurdles to play next week. And Dalton Schultz, the Cowboys tight end, left with a knee injury, and that's that. That may be pretty significant. They're already down a lot of pass catchers. They might be getting Michael Gallup back next week. Who knows? We'll see. But um, this this is a this is one to monitor throughout the week. I think uh, I think Jerry Poppins. I'm sorry, Jerry Jones said that he might he's he's going to be pretty. Uh, I, I I don't think it's anything to worry about. So, but we'll we'll see how that goes. And then uh, Tyrion Davis Price, you know, the injuries piling up for the 49ers again, left with a high ankle sprain. He's out for four to six weeks. And so, well, you know, he was actually he had a pretty decent role. He was running. He was you know running you know really really hard. Had a lot of carries, and so this is a, this is another blow to that running game. And then you know, just rounding things out, Hunter Renfro got concussed in the last play of the game, uh, and he got he took a big shot, and he 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 gave up the ball, which led to uh, Arizona, which led to Arizona winning that game. And so yeah, that that's that's our injury roundup right now. Uh, there's a quite quite a few financial implications, but outside of the tri- I think outside of Trey Lance, what's the one that stands out to you guys the most? Probably the the Jerry Judy one because when we if you watch that game after Jerry Judy got out, I mean you just saw how god awful uh Russell Wilson was, but the amount of you know pass catchers that he was throwing to, he was throwing to like the fourth, I think the fourth tight end, mm-hmm. uh Kendall Hinton, um, you know, just a bunch of guys, man. It just 
it, it was weird because you didn't they didn't even dump the ball out to you know Javante or Melvin like they did week one. So uh, I think that one was pretty significant in terms of how the offensive what the offense looked like after the, that injury happened. I would probably go with James Conner uh, with his ankle injury for me. Just like you guys were talking about, this guy's always hurt, it seems like. And if he's already getting an ankle injury here, you know, and then it's going to be uh, compensating for that injury and he's going to hurt his other leg or pull a hamstring or something. So, like, getting started with Connor on injuries already is this early in the season is just not a good sign for me. So that would probably be my most significant one that I'm going to keep monitoring and hope. hopefully he gets better, but, you know, I'm not uh, holding out too much hope. Yes, especially where you drafted him. He drafted right. mostly he was drafted in the third round in redraft leagues, third, fourth round in redraft. So that's a pretty significant blow um, yep. to those rosters. But just you know, starting starting some of the waiver wire pickups that we're targeting. We'll start with quarterbacks. Uh, Gene, go ahead, get, kick us off. All right. So my waiver wire quarterback pickup is Carson Wentz. Right now, he is available in forty six percent of sleeper leagues. He is second in the NFL in passing yards. He's tied for first in uh, touchdowns thrown. He is third in attempts. So uh, we saw last week he go for 30 for 47, 337 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, this seems like this is going to be a weekly thing from the from the commanders. It's different from what we've seen with under Ron Rivera. But as you can see, this defense is awful. So uh, the, the commanders are going to have to score points to be able to keep up. So. Uh, Carson Wentz is my my quarterback pickup for uh, the week uh, for week three. Eric, what about you? What, what do you have? Yeah, this week I put Tua on here. Obviously, Tua just had the game of his life. Um, he is available in forty five percent of sleeper leagues. He's first first in the league in passing yards, seven hundred and thirty nine. Tied for first in touchdowns with seven, and tied for fourth in passing attempts. So you know, Tua is throwing the ball. This offense is hot right now. They're coming off their best game. And they're going up against Buffalo next week. So that should be a massive shootout game. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if this is another, like, Baltimore game where it's, like, 42 to 35, something crazy like that. Wouldn't shock me if it came down to that. So Tua should pile up some more numbers. And with how good he's playing, man, you could probably start him weekly if he's going to keep this up. So Tua might be a guy that you can play every week. Yeah, I definitely like that call. That I, I think I think many in the fantasy community were pretty were too low on the Dolphins offense as a whole. They had they had the reservations about Tua. He didn't he did you know I I was always on you know on the train of you know he's he's getting unfairly criticized for a lot of for a lot of different things. I thought he was better than people were giving him credit for. But now you give him two basically two speed demons in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle to throw the ball to him. You can't you can't double team any of them. Right. If you double one, one's the other one's going to make you pay. Right. So there's that offense can be you know wide open on a weekly basis. I know, you know, nearly 500, 500 yards passing and six touchdowns is not repeatable on a, on a weekly basis. But I think this kind of broke the seal for them in terms of how they can deploy their offensive weapons uh, going fo- moving forward. So this is going to be a, a very, very fun offense to watch in the coming weeks. Um, but rounding out the the quarterbacks. I'm going to go with Jimmy G. This is this is probably you know one of the most obvious ones for me. Uh, I think you know due to the fact that you know he's familiar with the system, he he led he, he well he didn't lead but he was part of <laughs> part of the, the squad that went to the NFC Championship game. And each of those receivers, he 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 was he's going to elevate those receivers from a fantasy perspective. 
um, only because of you know Trey Lance and him him being a dual threat guy and a running quarterback that kind of limits the ceilings of those guys. Because you know whenever you have you know a, a running quarterback, they tend to lock on to one maybe two guys. But I think with Jimmy G, he's a, tr- a more traditional passer. You can have you know Brandon Ayuk have spike weeks. You can have George Kittle, and then Debo Samuel is going to continue to be used as the way he's, the way he's being used as a rusher and a receiver. So I think this offense is a little bit more opened up now with Jimmy G at um, at the helm. So uh, and from a fantasy perspective, so Jimmy G is my uh, my quarterback my quarterback target uh, for week three. And moving on to running backs, actually let me, let me go back. A couple of honorable mentions for quarterbacks: Jared Goff, Jared Goff, leading the line, you know, part of the, you know leading the Lions' offense, thirty-five and thirty-six points <laughs> in the first two weeks. That's that's nothing to sneeze at. It's nothing to sneeze at. He's he's had a pretty decent pretty decent year so far coming out of the gates, and he does have weapons. And that's this is one thing that we kind of talked about you know, early in the offseason. He's got he's surrounded by a couple of you know a lot of weapons, and you know Jameson Williams hasn't even taken the field yet. So once he steps on the field, then this offense can be even more dynamic. So that's just one thing to watch. And then we have Trevor Lawrence, who's played well, who who played well this 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 past week. He had a couple of touchdowns, and they dominated the Colts. He's feeding Christian Kirk. He's getting Zay Jones involved. He's getting Evan Ingram involved, who we'll talk about a little bit later. So Trevor Lawrence, he'll be another. He's another honorable mention, another another decent um, option at, at quarterback. So now moving on to running backs, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get this one kicked off. For me, I think I would probably target the Arizona Cardinals backfield because of the James Conner injury. Both of these guys, when James Conner went out. They basically split the work almost evenly. I know there was a slight lead in uh, in, in Daryl Williams playing a little bit more snaps, but they had the same amount of carries. Uh, Daryl Williams did score the touchdown. He did have more rushing yards, but you know I think you know, both of these guys can be pretty involved. I th- for me for me if I were to choose one, I would probably choose Eno Benjamin because he's younger and he has more juice. But that's just me. But if you if you if you want to look at pure pure volume, you know from a from a snap share standpoint, Darrell Williams is your guy. But these but these two, you know, depending on whoever you get, they should be on your way on your radar at the top of your you know the top of your waiver wire targets. So Eric, what do you have? Uh, what do you have for your running back? Yeah, this week I went with Samaj P. Ryan, and he's available in ninety one percent of sleeper leagues. Uh, Joe Mixon, he ended up limping off the field twice. He always has a history of injuries as well. And I think P. Ryan would literally get all of the work. Chris Evans would basically get a little bit here and there. They haven't even used Chris Evans on offense at all this year. So if Mixon were to go down, P. Ryan would have that whole backfield to himself and pretty much take over the Joe Mixon role. So even if, you know, a guy, you know, Mixon's fine and he's healthy, P. Ryan's still a guy you could play weekly as like a desperation guy that you just got to throw in there. He's um, in PPR. He can get you hopefully six to seven, eight points a week um, just in the uh, receiving game. So I would go with P. Ryan if I had to pick up somebody this week. Desperation is right. Yeah. Gene, what do you got? I have Raheem Mostert. Right now he's available on 61% of sleeper leagues. Uh, He took both. Both goal line carries this week uh, versus the Ravens. We saw him get more uses than he did week one. Uh, he ran around on 49% of the passing downs uh, for three of the five running back targets. He also played three more snaps and led in carries uh, compared to uh, Chase Edmonds, from, uh, which was 11 to 5. So 
Uh, it looks like he's getting a little more comfortable. He's a little more healthy, and looks. Uh, we already know that McDaniel's trusts him because he came from San Francisco with them. So I don't know. This this might be a little more of a timeshare than than we thought initially. So uh, I'll be looking to that at least have him on my roster. Is just waiting for Chase Chase Edmonds to get hurt because you know it's it's when he'll get hurt, not if. <laughs> <laughs> when, when yeah, and then also for my dynasty uh, running back that I would, I would be looking to pick up, if available, would be Jordan Mason. We, he, I know he was active this past week, but he didn't get any snaps. He's the next man on the depth chart that's up. So, I mean, we already seen TDP go down with the with the almost sen- se- season-ending uh, high ankle sprain. You, you know how those go when, when people try to recover from those. So mm-hmm. he's the next one in line after Jeff uh, Jeff Wilson. So uh, I will be looking to pick up Jordan Mason if you could. All right. And on the receivers, I'll go ahead and get this kicked off. I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson. He's – and this this kind of this, this kind of pains me a little bit because I've been a, a huge Elijah Moore guy in the offseason. But Garrett Wilson has been balling the last couple last couple of weeks. He's been balling. You know, he's owned in sixty percent, sixty one percent of sleeper leagues. Um, each of his each of the last two weeks, his his, his route participation has gone up. I think he's in the he's in the, he was in the mid seventies uh, in the, in week two, and he and he came off of an eight catch, one hundred and two yard, two touchdown game on fourteen targets in that same game, including the game winning touchdown to beat the to beat Eric's Browns. Sorry, sorry to bring it up again, but. That's that'll probably be the last time we bring it up. <laughs> so yeah, you know Garrett Wilson, he's you know uh, much to the chagrin of uh, you know Elijah Moore troopers like myself. You know, we have to acknowledge you know, he was drafted in the top ten, and the Jets planned on using him and featuring him pretty heavily. And for so far, so good. The results are the results are what they what the, what they've asked for. So Garrett Wilson is my is my redraft. And then look, this is this is kind of a little bit of a re- redraft, but mostly in dynasty. I, I'd say pick up Noah Brown. Uh, he's only owned in four percent of sleep, sleeper leagues. He's the Cowboys' leading wide receiver after two weeks. Believe it or not, obviously that's not gonna that's not gonna that's not gonna hold. But it's still worth monitoring. I mean, he's he's had he had five hundred you know five catches, ninety one yards, and a touchdown this last game against Cincinnati. There's really nothing outside of CeeDee Lamb. I mean, we know Michael Gallup's recovery might be back week three, might not. I wouldn't play him in week three. That just that would just be reckless. You saw what happened to Chris Godwin. Kind of, over, I feel like it's an overcompensating kind of thing with his with his hamstring injury. And then you know, Jalen Tolbert can get on the field, healthy scratched each of the each of the first two weeks of the season. Something called a, De- a Dennis Houston keeps playing. I don't even think he's caught a pass yet. I mean, tell me if he's caught a has he been targeted? Has he caught a pass? I don't know. I really don't. And then we have, you know, some fallout from the Dalton Schultz injury. We don't know what's gonna happen with that. So that's another thing to monitor. So Noah Brown, I think he's a decent target in mostly in dynasty leagues, if especially if you're in a pinch, if you have a lot of injuries. If you've been hit by the injury bug already, I think he he would be a a decent pickup in the interim. So, Gene, go ahead and get it. Uh, keep us going. Keep us rolling with with your wide receiver pickups. All right. So, my wide receiver pickup is J- uh, Jacoby Myers. Uh, he's owned in forty percent of sleeper leagues. He's the New England number one wide receiver. He leads the team in, in targets, receptions, and yards. Uh, we just saw this past week he had thirteen targets uh, on top of having a ninety one percent route participation uh, percentage. So, I, I mean, we know this offense is struggling. And, you know, week one, we couldn't really tell what what was what in terms of who was going to be the guy. But 
I think just kind of going over through the two first two weeks, you can just tell that uh, Mac Jones, he trusts uh, Myers the most out of everybody. So um, if he's available, I would definitely at least have him on my bench. I'm not sure how much you can trust him because of I know the offense seems a little shaky, but um, definitely somebody uh, a high value pickup for sure, in my opinion, would be uh, Jacoby Myers. Yeah, and then mine for this week is going to be Zay Jones. He's available in 75% of sleeper leagues. And Zay, he's pretty much been the clear number two wide receiver on this offense so far. Um, He's been a favorite target of Trevor Lawrence. He has nine catches for 88 yards in the season so far. He's been getting a lot of targets. And just watching Zay, I mean, ever since um, last year with Vegas, um, he played pretty good down there for them. He was better than Brian Edwards. Like Brian Edwards just kind of fell out of favor, and Zay Jones took that spot over uh, late in the season last year, and he's kind of continued it here in Jacksonville. So I've liked what I've seen with Zay so far. I think that's a guy like a bye week, you know, throw in guy that you can just throw in, and he could probably get you uh, your ten points that you need out of your wide receiver spot. So I like him. And then for my deeper stash, I like Greg Dortch for Arizona. Obviously, he caught the touchdown yesterday and actually which, um, was a uh, tough matchup for him, according to Mike uh, Clay of ESPN. He was talking about it on their podcast that Dortch had one of the toughest matchups of the week, um, and he still came out and scored a touchdown. So I like that. And I've been listening to a few guys today as well talking about that Dorch has been playing so good. Could he have just taken Rondale's Moore's uh, role for good? And could mm-hmm. Rondale Moore just kind of be like a, a backup or something like that at this point? So I thought that was interesting to mention. And if that does come to true, you're going to want Greg Dorch on your team probably. So that's a good uh, deeper uh, pickup for me this week. Yeah. And we, we kind of talked, I think we kind of touched on it a little bit last week. You probably should have picked him up last week. Yeah, probably should have picked him up last week, but if you didn't, you have another opportunity to do so because you know there's going to be practice reports about, about, about Rondell Moore. Maybe he maybe he does some work this week. Maybe he doesn't. But in the event, in any event, pick up Greg Dorch. He's he he he's been producing. He's been producing. We we don't we don't want to focus on names. We want to focus on fantasy production. And Greg Dorch is not a sexy name, but he's producing. So he definitely picked that guy up. But some honorable mentions, though, uh, Sterling Shepard, once again, led the Giants in targets. Not really, not really much of a stat line. I think he had a pretty gross stat line. I think six catches for like less than 50 yards or something along those lines. I can't remember you know, definitively what it was. Chris Olave, Saints rookie wide receiver, another guy drafted in the first round, had, had 80 yards receiving. And I think he had the most air yards on the week with 360, 360 plus air yards. That has so, to be a record of some sort because like, every time like it is, it's it's absurd. every time when you turned around, it was a a deep bomb from Winston to Olave that was not completed. So yeah, yeah, he had eighty yards receiving, so he's 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 on the rise as well. And uh, you know, you know, Jameis Winston is the, is the ultimate decaf quarterback. He's going to throw it down the field, not giving a fuck about about anything. So he's going to throw it down the field, and it's a shame they didn't they didn't connect on any on more passes. But yeah, Chris Olave is a definitely a good a good honorable mention. Somebody that you should, if you didn't draft him, if if you didn't draft him, definitely pick him up. He's he's he he'd be he'd be a good pickup. And then finally, we're gonna round things out with tight ends. Gene, go ahead and get us kicked off. All right. So the tight end I'm looking to pick up this week is Logan Thomas. I know he came out from you know recovering from an ACL injury and. I know before the season started, I saw a video of him and he was struggling to uh, run routes 
uh, during practice, and then all of a sudden, I just seen game game one. He's out there running the most routes on the in the uh, for the tight ends, and then even this week again, he was on seventy two percent of snaps, which is almost about where you want to see a tight end. Uh, he ran a route on sixty percent of the pass plays, which was the most uh, for the tight end position uh, on the team. And then he he was accounted for sixty three percent of the tight end targets, which was all all higher numbers from week one. So he just each week it looked like it's it's just rising. They're uh, in, uh, uh, they're adding more to his workload as he's recovering. Um, and again, like I said before, this offense is going to be throwing a lot because the defense is awful. So he'll be a guy that I would definitely add and stash until you feel confident or if you're in a bond the, the, the start a tight end. So what you got, what you got, Eric? Yeah. So this week I went with Tyler Higby with the Rams and with uh, Van Jefferson being out when the Rams don't have that third wide receiver, Higby is always eaten for them. Um, Higby has 20 targets so far this year, 12 catches, a hundred yards. Um, and with the way the, all the tight end landscape is going this year, man, I just want somebody that's reliable that I can almost count on for about 10 points in PPR every single week. So right now for me, that would be Tyler Higby. He's been pretty consistent week to week so far. I'm going to keep riding that one. If he can give me tight end one numbers, I like that. And then my deeper stash is Tanner Hudson for the Giants. He continues uh, to be the tight end who runs the most routes for them. Daniel Bellinger is the starter, but Hudson is the one who's getting the most routes run, most catches, all that. And I think it's eventually going to Hudson's going to take over there and, and become a little bit bigger part of this offense, especially with the wide receiver carousel they got going on over there with the Giants. Um, I think Hudson could be a very sneaky, deep stash like for your two tight end leagues or deep um, tight end premium leagues, 1.75, stuff like that. I think Tanner Hudson would be a good pickup for your deeper leagues. Yeah, and it's good that you mentioned the the, the wide receiver carousel, the Giants. I haven't heard, <laughs> I have not seen a uh, a wide receiver room in more in more flux than theirs Man. in recent years. So that that's that's definitely a good idea. And then my and just to round things out, my tight end is Evan Ingram. He's played well over the last couple of weeks. He's you know he's had back to back weeks of at least eighty percent route participation, and he's coming off of a game where he had eight targets, seven catches, forty six yards. So he should continue to to be involved in that offense, and Trevor Lawrence is playing a little bit better now, and so he should be probably be the you know the third option I think at worst behind Zay Jones and, and Christian Kirk, who's basically setting the world on fire. So yeah, I, I like Evan Ingram to to kind of round out uh, you know my tight ends, and with that, that concludes our waiver wire targets, guys. Anything else? Uh, you know, we got some honorable mentions for uh, for tight ends. I just want to uh, mention on Hayden Hurst, if he's available, uh, Robert Tanyan would be somebody you can kind of pick up and stash. And I, also Tyler Coughlin, I know uh, he's a guy that got paid a little bit less than C.J. Ozama, but clearly Tyler Conklin is the number one. I don't know if Ozama's hurt or what, but he, he, I, I would he missed. He's hurt. Okay. He, he missed this, okay. guy this last game. Of course, always hurt. But, yes, <laughs> I would I would stash Tyler Conklin if you can. Because you know how this landscape is. so. Yeah, I agree with that. Conklin played 100% of the snaps this week. So he was out yep. there every single play for them. So I like that call a lot. Yeah, good call, good call. And as I mentioned from the outset of the show, look for this show to drop on your podcast feeds every Tuesday morning. Um, you know, we appreciate y'all tuning in. 
please check out all the wonderful work that we're doing um, from, from a from a destination Devi standpoint. We we got the newsletter dropping every Friday at seven oh one a.m. We got all our different shows. Check Gene and I out on Offline Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, check Eric's uh, Eric's podcast that he has with Scott Connor called America's Game Podcast, and all the wonderful content that we have. Uh, like, subscribe, rate, and review. You know, drop some likes. Um, do, do your thing. Uh, Gene, Eric, anything else um, before we let the people go and enjoy their uh, enjoy their Monday night doubleheader, if you will? Uh, so uh, we got another show that's dropping tomorrow, starting tomorrow, uh, Tuesdays, every Tuesday from 6 to 7. We got uh, Troy King and LQ dropping a, a, a evening show. So yes, make sir. sure y'all, y'all tune in to, uh, to YouTube for that. I'll be dropping on, on Ray GQ's uh, YouTube channel. So 6 to 7 p.m. Check in for that. Yes, and then um, with uh, all the Browns digs earlier, I just got one I wanted to mention <laughs> uh, that might lead off our our uh, waiver wire show next week. And that could be the quarterback pickup of the week because there is going to be a quarterback controversy in Dallas when Cooper Rush takes over for Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be I'll be waiting for that one. <laughs> Very funny. Very funny. <laughs> All right, with that, people, uh, you know, get the get these waiver wire targets in, and until next time, we'll holler at y'all next week. All right, peace, peace out. Peace out.